The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. I'm Emma and this is the Alpha Sessions and I'm here with uh, Beth Keeping. Hello. Hi, thanks Hello. for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm so glad you managed to sort this out because we were supposed to get you down in the studio. Um, and then due to coronavirus fun, I guess, um, plans changed mm. and we're back to doing online sessions. So uh, thanks for, I want to say coming down, but sparing the time to uh, chat to us. Um, and this is really topical, actually, because you've got a brand new single out. I do. Um, it's so well. exciting. Um, it's called Underwater, right? Yeah, it is. And what's it about? Um, so it's about hard times, um, which is very 2020 appropriate. I actually wrote it last year about a completely different situation that I've been through. And um, then we were kind of in the middle of the first lockdown and I was thinking, OK, I'll have a couple of singles lined up, but what am I going to do after that? And then I listened back to this song and I realised how like appropriate and on message it was. So I just thought it might help people. So, yeah, it was all recorded in lockdown. Crazy. So did you um, choose to release it intentionally in lockdown or did it just kind of happen that way? Well, it just happened that it coincided with lockdown and um, the second lockdown within like a few days. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just um, we recorded the track about a year ago, kind of when we were writing the song. And then when I decided to release it, I basically recorded the, um, the vocals in like a little um, in my makeshift booth. I had some blankets over a wardrobe and I was inside. And <laughs> You've obviously had to promote it in a slightly different way to how you would promote a single um, when we're not in lockdown. Has that proven to be a challenge? Oh, it's been a real challenge. It's funny, I've actually, because this is the third single I've released this year, two of them were in a proper lockdown. One of them was kind of at the end of June when people were beginning to come out of lockdown again. And it's definitely, it's definitely been a challenge because um, obviously you can't gig and, um, you know, build that momentum. But at the same time, I do feel like people are also just listening in, listening to more music. They're wanting material and they're wanting a bit of an escape. So it's kind of a bit of a double-edged sword. So what have you done that's different to what you would normally do to promote a single? Um, so well I've done more kind of online shows so I've been doing um, so um, I released the song yesterday so I did a launch party um, on um, Instagram and I just got people to join and ask some questions and stuff and I did the same for um, my single Cool Kids that came out in June and that was actually really fun because it meant that um, I could have fans from across the world join in and so I've had people from Indonesia and Taiwan Amazing. and Australia and the States and just you know they wouldn't have been able to get to an in-person gig so it's been fun to be able to connect with them kind of on a deeper level than just sending a couple of Instagram messages. Being online um, particularly now when that's one of the few options we have I think makes the world feel so much smaller than it actually is um, yeah particularly when we're all in a, a similar boat anyway. Yeah um, definitely. This year has been quite crazy um, and I think it would have um, demotivated a lot of people but I feel like you've been busier or very very busy this year despite what's been going on in the outside world what's kept you motivated to just keep doing stuff I think I've tried to work out different ways of doing things I do feel like my life has got a lot smaller since the pandemic like before I had this crazy life where I was always because I write a lot for other people so I was always going to like Nashville or like going around the country and writing with people and putting on um, write like a girl shows which is this um, movement that I've run and so when all that stopped that in a minute. yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like, okay, so I have all this time, what can I do? And so I've been kind of just focusing a lot more and thinking about who I am as an artist and just writing more songs for me, which has actually been really fun. And kind of more recently, I've just taken the pressure off and just tried to just write more songs without thinking about necessarily the point behind them or like writing for a specific project and I've actually found that really kind of freeing so that I'm not there's no pressure I'm just enjoying being creative and you know do you think the results have been different because of that oh definitely yeah I'm definitely writing I mean I've always written honestly but I think that at the moment now I'm thinking less about how it kind of sounds commercially and more what kind of it feels to listen to okay. so that's that's all changed that's so interesting um, I wanted to ask also about your DIY vocal booth. <laughs> um, I saw a picture of it on Instagram and it looks it looks amazing. How did you make it and how did you think of like putting all those materials to make it a thing? Well, I googled what to do. Um, I quite think people have done this because there have been people obviously doing podcasts and all sorts of stuff that now obviously can't do it in a studio. And so I actually went down to my grandpa's house. Uh, my grandpa had moved into a care home, so they had this like empty house. And so I brought loads of blankets and pillows, and I found a big wardrobe that he had in his bedroom. And I like basically filled it with loads of cushions to kind of have a, like a little sound wall. And then I just like put loads of towels up and a big like blanket. And it, it wasn't glamorous at all like every time I would I had to press record and then crawl on the floor and like get up into these blankets but it was fun and um obviously now I have a producer credit on my um song for because I did my own vocals so that's the first time that I've done that which is fun I also imagine it to be almost like you know like a fort that you build when you're kids where um you can kind of creep in and hide away from the world I reckon it was quite handy in that respect yeah definitely <laughs> um so your song two seats down um I had listened to it and I thought oh this definitely must have been released due to like social distancing um fun and stuff and then I read a little bit about what the song was about and everything and I realized that it was actually written much before um the pandemic do you think it was like a really weird coincidence and what was the story behind it I guess it was really funny yeah because <laughs> we I planned this single and then suddenly about two weeks before it came out we all went into lockdown and there was all the social distancing and so yeah I created a little bit of a meme with the cover because obviously there were three seats and so I was like this is appropriate social distancing use this as your guide <laughs> with the actual song and um, so I wrote it um about six months before it came out in Nashville with my friend Lauren McLam um and it was about a wedding that I'd been to um a couple of months before in the summer and um an ex-boyfriend from university was there as well and it was basically basically about how it feels to see someone that you used to be so close to like so many years ago and how obviously you used to know everything about them and now you know nothing at all and how there's that kind of fondness and that closeness that used to be there that but now they're just like a stranger um so it's kind of exploring that which I think is very relatable I think for for lots of people 100% and also quite sad I think yeah there's definitely like a bittersweetness to it like I wanted to get across the point that actually this is this is a good thing it's good that we move on and we we get on with our own lives and we don't you know mourn these relationships and miss these people forever but there's also a kind of sadness in seeing someone who used to be so important to you and thinking I don't really miss you and I, don't, I mean I hope you're doing well but I don't really care <laughs> Be 
Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. So I got on the tube now and I, I constantly have that song in my head in, in terms of like distancing and stuff. I'm like, right, if I sit here, then I'm two seats down. So we're kind of all right. And then... <laughs> um, I missed the trick with that. I should, it's so like, good. And also, TikTok I feel meme. like if you're unsure on like general COVID rules, that song is a really good outline. <laughs> into a jingle for um social distancing people yeah. to remember it could be a jingle that they play out on the trains and cheese that'd be so good I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah um so you chatted briefly um about right like a girl and i have so many questions to ask you about it because i think it's an incredible initiative um i want to firstly ask why you chose to set it up 
Well, so I um, I had an idea for it for quite a while because I'd been to all these kind of networking nights and um, when I was just trying first starting out as a songwriter yeah. and I realised that I was literally one of about two or three women in the room and it was all yeah. men, particularly middle-aged men, but also kind of younger guys as well. And I was kind of like, okay, where are the women? And I've had some more conversations and I'd been to Nashville and seen this thing called the Song Suffragettes, which is a similar um, movement where they do um, similar kinds of gigs and they started because of the kind of gender disparity on country radio and um, the more that I was chatting with people the more I realized that how few female songwriters there are and so um, I got together with a couple of friends um, Emily Fay and Vic Allen and we decided to do a tour across um, the UK kind of promoting um, female artists from across the country and um, so we used the Write Like a Girl name and then it's kind of grown from there and now we well I say now we put on shows in London but we don't at the moment but <laughs> last year we were kind of doing sellout shows um, in London and we'd started at the beginning of this year to do them in Newcastle and Bristol as well which is really exciting so hopefully next year they'll be able to come back so cool did you see um did you see more of a disparity within the artist side of things or within the songwriter side of things or both or I, it's interesting. I think that it's actually about the same. If you look at the statistics, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that's come out recently um, that shows that I think it's about 19% of artists who are played on the radio, for example, are female. And if you look at the songwriters behind the songs, it's about the same. But I think that because artists are so much more in the, you know, in the public eye, you don't think that there's that much of a disparity because you see people like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and, you know, Charlie XCX, you hear them on the radio and you see them on the TV. So you think, oh, there are female artists but I think with songwriters you kind of you know you, you just don't know it's not kind of it's not obvious to you but I think it is about the same oh I'd love it to get to a point where these conversations didn't even need to be had anymore because yeah. like it's just they are an artist and they happen to be a woman or they are an artist and they happen to be a man or whatever um it's yeah. not a thing and the same with other I think ethnic diversities like I'd love to get to a point where it's not even an issue um, 100%. So do you write songs together? Yeah, so I, I always write, I tend to write with other people. Um, so the single that I just released um, in June, Cool Kids, I wrote that actually myself. And then I took it to my producer and she kind of helped me tweak it a little bit. But usually I like to um, write with other people just because I find it, it's kind of, it's more collaborative and I'll have all these ideas, but actually I know that I can only get it to a certain level because I've got my strengths are kind of lyrical and so I can come up with some good melodies but I think sometimes I need to bring it to someone who's really strong at that and then it kind of just takes it to a level that I wouldn't get to on my own but I also I just love writing for other people as well and it's just really fun to have that energy in the room and share your stories and come up with kind of different perspectives and just you know find out more about life and how we feel and and that kind of stuff. Is that how it works for Write Like a Girl as well? Do you normally come up with the initial and then bring it to the girls or is it like a complete joint effort? Um, so basically, so the Write Like a Girl gigs that we do, um, we get everyone to come and bring their own material. So they're kind of writers round sessions where um, we have about four artists on stage and um, people kind of play a song one after the other. And then um, we always encourage people to interact as well and say what it is that they like about each other's songs. But we have had loads of songs and collaborations that have come out of that when artists have met each other and th thought, oh, I really love the way that she writes. I definitely want to go and write with her after, after this gig. So we've had a lot of songs come out of it, but it's been a kind of organic kind of thing. That must feel so good when that happens. A bit like you kind of match made a couple, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs>
It's really fun. And I've met so many girls, um, yeah, the Write Like a Girl Nights that I've then gone on to write with or had plans to write with before the pandemic came in. <laughs> Do you think um, the disparity has improved in terms of male to female ratio? Obviously, we've got a long way to go. We do have a long way to go. I think it has got better. And um, when we started Write Like a Girl in 2018, I think the ratio, I think it was 17% of songwriters that are women. And now I think it's 18.4%. So it's gone up by 1.4%. But it's interesting that I think in lockdown, um, the number of women who are producing their own music and becoming more confident with the kind of technical side of it is growing a lot. Like, cause I think at the moment it's about two or 3% of producers are female which is just crazy low. But I think that having this time, people are actually learning. Like I've learned how to do like some production in lockdown and I know lots of other women who have. So I'm hoping that in the next couple of years, we'll see people becoming a lot more confident because they've had that time to use, you know, to develop their skills. And then they've been encouraged to see other women do it. So hopefully they'll encourage more people like as it kind of keeps continuing. Choose not to 
The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. What about inspirations? Where would you say, in terms of artists, um, who would you say your inspirations? Oh, I have so many. Um, I'd say, kind of growing up, my inspirations were very different to the sort of music that I make now. There's an artist called Delta Goodrum who I yeah, grew up with. She, I watch her on Neighbours and yeah, <laughs> people don't really know about her too much now, but she was really famous back in the day with her first album. And um, I don't know if you remember it, but it was just one of those things that like, I, I just kind of got hooked. I was about maybe 12 or 11 or 12 when I first found out about her. So I was listening to all of her stuff and she really inspired me because she wrote her own songs and she played her own instrument. And so I started writing after that. Um, and then kind of there were folk artists that I listened to like Martin Joseph and, and people like that um, who used a lot of lyrics. But I think nowadays I'm really inspired by um, pop artists like Lauv and Nina Nesbitt and this girl called Sasha Sloan as well, who really, and of course, Taylor Swift, the queen, um, who kind of just really tell stories in their lyrics and they're really honest and they're really real. And that's what I think has inspired me to really just be as honest as I can in my own stuff. Cause I think that's how songs become really relatable when people are really digging deep into how they really feel about something. Definitely. Um, and obviously we spend probably more time where we live than we ever have um, this year. What tunes would you say have got you through the past few months? Oh gosh, oh my word. Sorry, good question. Um, I've, been listening, so I've been listening to a lot of worship music. I'm a Christian, okay. so I've been doing a lot of that and that's kind of helped me to stay uplifted. And then um, there's a lot of pop artists that I've just been discovering, just kind of on Spotify playlists. There's, um, there's a production duo called Loot and I've been listening to a lot of them. They've got some really cool melodies. And um, so yeah, just going through Spotify and just listening to a lot of kind of upbeat stuff has been getting me through. So um, pandemic aside, if you were to get a call tomorrow and they said to you, you could play a gig anywhere in the world, um, where would that be? Oh. I'm going to be really boring. I absolutely love house shows. I think they're my favourite things to play ever because I just find that they're so more intimate. So I'd love to do like a house show somewhere really cool, like on a rooftop in New York or something. Yeah. Or, I don't know, in a tree house or somewhere. Like that, that would be <laughs> my dream gig. Like I'm less kind of concerned in like huge venues and more just kind of somewhere cool and vibey where I can meet people and chat to them. And you can collaborate with anyone dead or alive at this dream gig who would be with you oh I'm just I have to say Taylor Swift I mean <laughs> okay. um and then you can have a dream rider in the run-up to the gig um so I guess like a wish list of your uh chosen things what would be on that rider Oh, um, I would, I'd have a bottle of champagne for afterwards. I don't drink while I'm singing, but I'd like to celebrate with that afterwards. Um, oh goodness, I just, I'd like to keep nice and warm, lots of heaters around, lots of fluffy cushions and, you know, lots of nice chocolates and that kind of stuff would probably be, probably be what I'd go for. Okay, cool. Um, and if people want to find out more about you, uh, where can they go? What can they do? Um, you can go on my website bethkeeping.com or um, I'm on all of the social media channels and uh, please check out my music on Spotify and Apple Music and just Beth Keeping on everything. Cool thank you so much for um, sparing us the time to come online um, and hopefully we'll get you down to the studio in real life. Yeah, that'd be great thank you so much for having me. Against the tide